Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. News Radio 840 WHAS welcomes you to Jim Strader Outdoors, the area's leading authority on hunting and fishing. Jim Strader Outdoors is brought to you by Mossy Oak Properties Hart Realty. For the outdoor home of your dreams, call Paul Thomas at 270-524-1980. Linden Animal Clinic, your pet's best friend. Sportsman's Taxidermy. Visit them at sportsmanstaxidermy.com. A.N. Roth Heating and Cooling, a family-owned business with over 100 years experience in the Louisville area. Wildlife Habitat Solutions. Check Jim and his team on Facebook at Wildlife Habitat Solutions and SMI Marine. Getting your boat back on the water in no time. To join in on the conversation, call us at 571-8484 inside Louisville and 1-800-444-8484 outside the metro. Now, sit back and relax and enjoy the next two hours of Jim Strader Outdoors on News Radio 840 WHAS. We came from the West Virginia coal mines and the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies. I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four wheel drive, and a country boy can survive. Skin a buck and run a trot line, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. Country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. Good evening, everybody. Jim Strader here with my co host Scott Cronin and uh. Well, I tell you what, Scott, it's been scrambled eggs in many, many regards here. We're, of course, kicked off turkey season, and crappie fishing has is, been, is I hate to use a big word, but enigmatic. By that, I mean very uh, troublesome, really, in a way, or, or at least problematic for people. Uh, I know you've uh, been out in the woods. We're going to talk a little bit about that. You've had a fantastic season opener. And uh, you've been fishing a little bit, but don't you agree? It's just weird. Uh, the sportsmen and women are consistent with getting out, and they're consistently finding that the fish and the turkeys are doing a lot of different things depending on which body of water and which ridge line you're on. Absolutely. So, uh, folks, we're going to do open lines tonight because we would like very much to hear what you've been seeing Uh whether you've been on the water or in the woods, either side of that coin, uh, I would love to hear from you tonight. And the numbers, I'm going to give them now, and I'll give them again here when we come back from break. But they're 571-8484 or 800-444-8484. Again, really interested in what you saw in the turkey woods. If you've been fishing, would love some reports either on the water or, you know, if you've been out this week. Uh, as I mentioned, the fishing has been very, very sporadic, actually. 
uh, due no doubt to some of the weather. However, there have been a lot of days when the crappie in particular have got people scratching their heads. We're going to talk to several folks about that tonight. So we got a kind of a broad brush show here. And uh, as I mentioned, Scott's been in the woods a ton, uh, harvested a real nice bird with his daughter during youth season. I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about that and some of the results from youth season. We're going to tell you where we're at with the turkey harvest uh, up to date. So, again, the numbers, 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. We're going to go to break right here. The break is presented by my friends at SMI Marine. Tim Addington and his staff are top-notch pros at getting your boat fixed and ready for the season. If you haven't seen them yet, you need to go over and visit. You'll find out. You'll make some new friends. You tell them Jimbo sent you, and remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI Marine. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoor. Scott Fuller is sitting here next to me uh, to tonight's broadcast. And, uh, Scott, I want to lead off here, I guess, with some just basic reports, and then we're going to get into some detail about what's going on but first uh congratulations on your hunts this weekend well i appreciate it i was fortunate enough to get out and harvest two really nice turkeys and and uh got blessed by the weatherman being wrong this morning but uh real happy with what i'm seeing uh extremely happy with the the amount of jakes that i've seen but it's been some really good gobbling activity uh, lots of reports of birds that uh, are lost and lonely, and we'll talk about that, of uh, what maybe is happening to our, our turkey population. But uh, definitely a, a great opening weekend, looking at about 12,000 birds already legally harvested and checked in. Yeah, and I expect that number to climb. And we'll, uh, if we can, we'll give you another report about the numbers as we get towards the end of the program because I've no doubt a lot of folks are probably out in the fields and woods right now after after the birds. What generally did you see in behavior? I, I'll give folks my read. I, I, I had a swing and a miss. <laughs> uh, I was on a really nice bird uh, with one of my closest friends, Jason Hammonds, and we had scouted and, and uh, we're all set up. And dug on for trespasser uh, on an adjacent property where no one's supposed to be hunting dove in on our birds when they were on our way to our set and ruined the whole day for me. And, of course, on my radio days, I don't hunt our fish normally because I need to be gathering information and prepping for the broadcast. But but the birds uh, strutting like crazy, following the hens around. Still, from what I've seen, multiple hens. Uh, they are, however, I do want to point out, starting to lay eggs. Uh, I've seen several cases where birds uh, drifted off from the flock and all of a sudden they'd show up again about an hour later in the feeding area. So uh, I wanted you to kind of chime in here and tell me what you've been seeing. Yeah, well, uh, my my hunt kind of got changed around just a little bit uh, this past week and what was planned. So I had to do some real serious scouting real quick. And uh, I will definitely attest that the hunters I've talked to that have had success have have really been successful because of the amount of scouting and 
and the uh, sign that they were able to read and got in on those birds. Friday evening, I was fortunate enough to get some birds gobbling late in the afternoon. There was thunderstorms that come across the Commonwealth and got a lot of birds gobbling early in the afternoon, roosted some birds. They were hot and on fire. Uh, Saturday morning, uh, birds were actually really late and quiet getting going. I was hunting up towards northern Kentucky and uh, talked to a lot of friends in western Kentucky that said the birds were just on fire Saturday, but that wasn't the case for me. Um, this morning, birds gobbled really, really well. And as far as observations, just seeing a whole lot of mature male turkeys running around in, in groups, two, three birds uh, paired up and, and just not seeing the hens that we need to see um to to make me happy as far as the manager and conservationist i'm i'm thinking that we killed a lot of turkeys this weekend because of scouting but i can honestly tell you i think we killed a lot of turkeys this weekend because the old gobblers are lonely yeah well when the hens busted up it was pretty sudden but the as i mentioned they're still you know in in many cases two three four hens in a group because those hens are, are laying more than likely, but obviously they're not setting yet. So there's a ton of good hunting out in front of us, and, and uh, it's going to be a really, really interesting season. We're going to talk during the program tonight with several folks that uh, uh, were in the woods in different parts of the state. We'll, we'll get their reports as well. Um, Scott, it's, it's funny since you and I have started talking about this disparity in in turkey numbers around the different parts of the state, how that's continued from last year. Um, and it seems to be in some areas where they were fortunate enough to have a little bit of a, a bounce back. By that I mean, to your point, starting to see some jakes, which is fantastic for future season purposes. Um, there were some decent winter flocks in some of the areas where they hadn't been able to, to say that recently. Several of the pieces of property that I helped manage uh, have started to build back a bit, but there's a lot of places where that isn't the case. And I'm continuing to hear from different spots around the state where they had a lot of birds when we first started reporting these problems, and now they're in decline. So it's all over the map, it seems like. Yeah, and I've had a lot of feedback. My daughter and I, we were able to get out for the youth season a couple of weeks ago, and just talking with folks there at the local turkey contest over at the store where we checked her bird in, and, and uh, folks were really having good feedback and good reports. And got to hunt southern Illinois and had success there. But the one thing that we continuously hear is that folks are seeing bird numbers come back slowly, and and they're glad to see it. But it seems that we've had a, a little bit better hatch. What what has a lot of people scratching their heads still is the point of you know what's caused all of this, and people are getting a little bit impatient. And they want to go hunt, and and uh, you know unfortunately a lot of folks are finding the fact that why. Well, me and you have birds to hunt. I've talked to this as many folks that haven't even decided to go this year because they don't have turkeys to hunt. So. Absolutely. And and several of the places where I've hunted in the past still do not have enough enough gobblers to make it worthwhile. I mean, as you know, there were several of my spots last year where I went and scouted and owl hooted and, you know, did my due diligence and 
birds just simply weren't there. Yeah. One thing uh, I have picked up on this spring a lot is how much the birds are staying in the timber. Um, I think a lot of people have kind of ruled some spots out because they're not seeing birds in the traditional openings and clearings that they're used to. But once you actually get out and start pounding the ridges and start walking those creek bottoms, it's very obvious that the birds are scratching and feeding. And the birds are spending the majority of their time in cover. That's been that's been pretty predominant since March, and birds have really started gobbling and, and strutting. Logging roads have been just extremely, uh, you know, popular spots for birds to be at. The birds staying in cover, and Jim, I, I I would have to say honestly, I think some of this is just due to where birds are adapting the, the predation, and that goes back to the gobbling too. Birds were gobbling better off the limb on Saturday morning than they were on the limb. And there's no doubt that something has changed in how birds are gobbling in the mornings on the limb because of the, the predation and the aspect of our predators. Well, I would say, and this is just the limited amount of time that I I had, this is just a one morning observation, but I watched a, a really big gobbler with a two-year-old um, <laughs> This is kind of an interesting story in a way. <clears throat> they were in the field with two hens, and uh, they, it was a very lush clover field. And they entered that field at 1 o'clock, and I was back there just to, you know, kind of watch and see. I, I wanted to check the field, see how the clover did because of the weird weather we've had for one thing. And as you know, I love to just sit out and watch nature. And so... Uh, my partner and I were sitting there, and the birds got in the field at 1 o'clock, and they fed continually until they left to go to roost at 8 o'clock. It's one of the few times in my life, I can't say I've never seen it, but that is a very long time to see birds in a field uh, like that. And what I wanted to point out was that great big gobbler subordinated that two-year-old so badly that during that seven-hour period, that two-year-old bird did not strut one single time. And that big bird strutted constantly. Other thing that I saw that that was unique, one of those hens peeled off and went to the patch of switchgrass that we put it into that property two years ago, which we've had a phenomenal uh, growth success with that particular field. And it's, we've got a lot of uh, multiflora rose and uh, Japanese honeysuckle and brushy areas on one part of the farm that we have for fawning and whatnot. But we felt like to have turkeys, we really needed some, some switchgrass is what we elected to go with. And I know there's all kind of thoughts about these warm season grasses. However, Jimbo's going to tell you folks right now, that if you really want a area for cover, it's very hard to beat a straight switchgrass field. I'm not saying you couldn't put some, you know, native wildflowers in there and whatnot if, if you cared to. Uh, one of the things I like is partridge pea because it feeds quail and, and rabbits and turkeys. And, and deer will eat the partridge pea when it's growing. However, we went with straight switch. But what I'm getting at is that one hen just out of the blue, peeled off, went to that switchgrass, and was gone for 30 minutes. 
Now, you and I both know what that means. Oh, yeah. She was plopping those eggs in that nest. Yeah. And uh, so I was very tickled to see that. And it, it told me that the season opener were not going to be harming birds as much as we had maybe in seasons past when they hadn't really laid a whole lot of eggs and the breeding wasn't as far as long as we wanted. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough to be out quite a bit. And I have seen lone hens uh, this year all the way. The last week of March is the first lone hen that I've seen. That was in southern Illinois. This actually right outside of Carmi. Uh, we do have several hens that have already started to nest, and they've started that process uh, because you know the fact that they are bred and and going into to the hunt this weekend. To be completely honest with you, I was uh, I was ready to change things up too with my turkey hunting. I uh, I, I made the decision Saturday morning when the uh, two gobblers come in, the bird that wasn't strutting. Uh, I actually, the looker, that's the bird I shot. I didn't, I didn't shoot the strutting bird. Um, and I've been watching hens and I've been seeing where these turkeys have been. And back to your point on switchgrass, it's amazing right now how birds are transitioning right now. There's probably a lot of hunters out there that are figuring out like, man, where did all my turkeys go in the last week? birds have started going towards that nesting cover yes sir and and they've been fighting and splitting up and so if we've got some listeners out there that scratching their heads on what happened to you this weekend and you don't know where your birds went it's just the turkeys have turned the page in the chapter of their reproduction book and and it, the game the games have begun it's the, the hens are starting to lay no no question about it now we're also going to talk a good bit tonight about fishing uh, in addition to the turkey, because I know folks are, are probably keen to know more about that. And in a nutshell, crappie fishing has been weird. It's been absolutely weird. Uh, one of the most unusual uh, April spawning season, so-called spawning season so far, uh, encounters that I've seen in a long, long time. And we're going to talk to a couple folks about that coming back from break. But, Scott, we got... A little bit of time here. I know you've been in touch with a bunch of folks, and you fished a little too. What? It's just weird. Right now, what's what's going on with the fishing is uh, you got to make sure that you're consistently getting out there to realize that it's it's inconsistent. But uh, great time to fish. But if if uh, you've been out to wet a line and and you've not had the nibble and the bite that you wanted, uh, so have I. And and I'm scratching my head as well because. The weather's been pretty stable. It's been nice and warm, and uh, fish should be biting. Absolutely. Should be, yeah. but, but we'll talk about that at the break. Now, folks, remember, we're doing open lines tonight. We'd love to hear from you about what you've been seeing on the water or out in the woods and fields. Again, uh, the number to do so, 571-8484 or 800-444-8484. We got to go to break here. The break is presented by my friend Paul Thomas and Mossy Oak Properties Park Realty. Paul's got some great listings up for sale right now, and you can check them all out on his website. It's mophartrealty.com.
Well, we're back on Jim's Trader Outdoors, and I got one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Pat Carden. A lot of you folks know Pat either from Turkey Doings, where he was the uh, state representative for the National Wild Turkey Federation for a number of years, or he was the manager for my hunting and fishing expo for many, many years. And uh, Hey, Pat, how you doing, partner? Good, Jim. How you doing? Hey, for a beat-up cowboy, I'm doing real well. I'm uh, fishing and hunting and doing all the things a natural-born fella's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. One, one of the disadvantages of having a radio show is you can't be out in the woods hunting on Sunday evening. <laughs> Tell me about it, but you know, uh, the Lord's blessed me to be able to do that. And as you know, probably the driving force in my life is helping other folks enjoy hunting and fishing to the max. And, and uh, you know, I've been doing this gig for more than 40 years, and, and I still love it as much as, as when I started. It's just a lot of fun. Pat, uh, Scott and I opened the program saying that the uh, turkey season's been a little strange in some regards, but very, very uh, rewarding in others. I want to talk to you about what you and your your buddies have seen and, and what the bird numbers are like. So I'm going to give the floor to you and let you tell us what you've been seeing. Okay. And hi, Scott. I haven't talked How to you, you in a month of Sunday, but doing yeah, good. Um, we've, uh, we, we have a turkey camp and there's four of us. And right now we are in two days. We are at seven birds. Uh, Matt Fulkerson has tagged out. Matt is actually in Texas. He flew out this afternoon, but he, he busted his second bird this morning. And then Kurt Patton and Dennis Pearsall are two of the other team, and they got their first bird tagged out with it yesterday. Not out, but they tagged them yesterday. And then today they both got in the blind and they got two birds probably maybe less than an hour apart so they're both tagged out and i hadn't killed anything so i went out by myself this evening and uh, got my first bird matter of fact jim texted me and said i want to have you on the show tonight well i had jake's come in at first and i took a picture of it and i sent him to him i said i'm a little busy right now <laughs> well it wasn't but just a few minutes later, here come three more Jakes and a long beard. And the long, long beard ran in and started flogging the hen decoy. But it was a mess. I had six Jakes and him in the middle, and I couldn't get a shot. But he finally kind of knocked her over, and it kind of startled them. So they backed off to the right just enough to give me a shot. But... Um, what we're seeing is in the last two weeks for sure, if not the last week, they're start, starting to change their patterns. Uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, at my food plot, uh, I was about four or five days apart, but I had four long beards come through there. And uh, that's where... Kurt and Dennis got there too yesterday morning. Both of those long beards came in silent. 
and but now there were some hens in there. I think I think they said maybe they gobbled one time or something, but they didn't gobble coming in. They just showed up in the food plot. And uh, Matt Fulkerson, of course, you know he makes Fulkerson box calls, and he's a award-winning box call. And this morning, he's he's doing all these different calls, and but he's got this Fulkerson box call that he made, and it sounds. I said, why would you use anything but that? That, that <laughs> thing sounds so good. So he ended up calling in a a long beard and killed it. And now he has hunted since April first. He's hunted six days. Every day he's been out, a turkey has hit the ground. His oldest daughter, Shelby, on youth season, killed one. The next day, his youngest daughter, Stella, killed her first one. And then they were going to go to Fort Knox to hunt uh, youth season. Shelby, his oldest, was going to go. Youth season was Saturday and Sunday. On Tuesday... She was swinging on a swing at home. The rope broke, and she broke her arm. Oh, my. So it looked like they weren't going to be able to go to Fort Knox. Well, they told Shelby they were going to put her cast on Saturday. No, I'm sorry, Friday. She said, Dad, let's go hunting Saturday. I'll have my cast on. So, boom, he calls in a gobbler. She kills it. That's three. Oh, she, that's he a little guy after my heart right there, buddy. Tough. Oh, I tell you, she's killed eight long beards now, and she's only 11 years old. <laughs> and she is a crack shot. And hey, so then he, yeah. Uh, going back on the, the birds and him hunting and stuff, I've been in southern Illinois and, and youth hunting stuff too and had success. Are, are are you and Matt seeing where a lot of these gobblers have just not been hemmed up all season? They're just kind of lost and lonely? Yeah, well, we're starting to see. That's one thing that's changed. We're starting to see a lot of single hens. Uh, up until a week or so ago, we still had groups of hens, but now it's more the norm to see a single hen come in. And, and and the gobblers, uh, gobbler here, uh, he didn't. He was with Jake's. the The gobbler this morning that Matt shot was all by himself. Um, and then the ones that Kurt and him got tonight. Now I think there there were some hens that come through there, but they were by themselves. But we're seeing a lot of hens just. I guess they're starting to lay and go on the nest. We've, we've even on the road, we've noticed just single hens out in the field or crossing the road or whatever. Uh, well, so that's one thing that's changed big time. Well, and I, I'm very glad of that because with the way the gobblers are getting pounded, what that means, as you know, is that those hens have been bred, and when they single out like that, that means they're they're – laying eggs and either getting ready to, you know, to incubate the clutch or that they're, you know, involved in getting ready to. So I, I really like that that aspect of it this season because 
in seasons where we open a little bit too early and the hens aren't nesting and or laying their eggs and the majority of hens perhaps have not been bred, that's when you run into trouble. Yeah, and you and I both know one of the cardinal rules for George Wright, our turkey biologist from the beginning, he said, do not open the season for April 15th. Yes, sir. And that started out the way it was. It didn't matter what day it came on, and then there was pressure to open it on a weekend, so they went to the closest Saturday to the 15th. So now sometimes it opens up on the 12th or something like that. But uh, it just happened to fall on the 15th this year, and it seems to to match the theory that George Wright had. We're, We're seeing the hens now, you know, breaking up uh, they're going off on their own and I'm assuming they're laying you know got nests started and all that now we haven't seen any nests or anything like that but this is the way it's supposed to work so, well exactly uh, and the important important thing Pat that a lot of people don't realize once the hens have been bred they can hold that viable sperm for up to 30 days so as long as they've been yeah. bred, it, you know, you can harvest a gobbler. But there's still yeah. room, like Scott was talking about, to think about, well, do I need to kill the dominant bird or do I kill a, you know, a nice two-year-old bird? It's just, I guess, a matter of yeah. preference at that point. But, uh, you know, Scott, on his hunt this morning, chose to shoot the two-year-old, even though he had a bigger bird in front of him because – at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> an adult gobbler, which a gobbler is by the time it's two, uh, a bird's a bird, you know? It's, it's just uh, yeah. Yeah. part of it. Well, Pat, yeah. I appreciate the report. Anything else real quick that you want to pass along? No. I, like I said, the, the season <laughs> for me wasn't going all that good, but I knew Matt had had a meeting. He had to fly out. So yesterday morning, the gobbler came in on his side of the blind, and I said, shoot him. And then I told him this morning, I said, look, if one gobbler comes in, you shoot him. You'll be done. But you've got to go to Texas for a few days, and I can keep hunting. So I know uh, I know you all too well. You were overly generous as usual. <laughs> and God bless yeah. you for that. Well, I was... I was like, everybody else is tagged out but me, but I'm on my way. I got mine this evening, so we're we're having a good turkey season. And uh, some other hunters that I've talked to, they're seeing the same thing. They said, my my barber, he said, I'm seeing gobblers at my house, and they weren't there a week ago, but they're there now. So they've changed their patterns uh, where they were roosting. They've changed, some of them have changed that. They're roosting different places, and they seem, the gobblers now are sounding more scattered than they were, you know, on the roost. They're, they're all over the place rather than bunched up. So um, I, I'm happy, <laughs> very happy, because, like I said, we've got seven now. I, I just got to get one more, and I'm tagged out. But uh, the guys have done really good. And, of course, with Matt being a, call maker and and that's what he does he he calls at home all the time i mean i couldn't have somebody better in the blind than him to call you know 
So uh, we, we've had good success with the gobblers coming in. So uh, good season going on, and hopefully – I think the numbers are maybe up a little. Um, it's hard to tell. Uh, you say that, and then other stuff happens. But they seem to be more turkey this year, but nothing like we used to have, you know. So Exactly. Anyway. All right, Pat. Well, hey, I appreciate the report. I got to get to a news break here. Uh, I'll check in with you. Good luck for the rest of the season, partner. Okay, thanks. See you, Scott. Yes, sir. Yeah, good talking to you, Pat. All right, folks, we got to go to break here. Again, if you have reports uh, on turkeys or fish or whatever, give us a call. We do have lines open for you tonight. The numbers are 571 8484 or 800 444 8484. This break is presented by SMI Marine. They're at 11400 Westport Road, just north of the Gene Snyder. Remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI. And we're up on Jim Strader Outdoors in. Uh, Numbers tonight, if you'd like to call in, are 571 8484 and 800-444-8484. And in that regard, we have my buddy David Holton on hold. Dave, can you hear me okay? Jim, how are you, brother? Are you doing well? Yes, sir. Doing better than I deserve in every regard. Hey, I know you. we talk about freshwater fishing a lot on this show mainly, but I'm going down to the Bahamas on this week for about eight days and want to know if you got any recommendations. We're going to have a boat, and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time out there fishing, but if I do go out with my, with my pole, and uh, we will do some fishing, what kind of bait you recommend there in the salt water to just do some overboard fishing, not going out any any. Uh, charters or anything going out too far but some shrimp over the side or what you want to recommend me i do well uh, that will certainly work and there's all kinds of uh grouper species that'll be around any rock formations uh down in that area around docks for example stuff like that and then out on the flats of course the bahamas are a world destination for bonefish and uh, light spinning tackle with, interestingly enough, swimming a crappie jig, just a, a, a light crappie jig. I had guys laugh at me about fishing that way for, for bonefish when I went to Belize. And I yeah. was catching 50 or 60 a day swimming a little pink and white crappie jig. Uh, okay. you know, I, I was sight fishing for the bonefish. I'd see them and keep it off the bottom and just reel it nice and slow, and they'd hammer it because it looked like a little baby shrimp or, you know, just a, a little critter that they would be interested in. But uh, a, a jig, just a regular jig, will catch tons of different kind of fish if you're cranking around. And if, if all else fails, just take about an eighth or a quarter-ounce jig and put a piece of shrimp tail on it. It's hard to beat that for saltwater fish. It really is. Scott, do you have a thought there? Yeah, no doubt. Just make sure that you got you a leader on that line and throw something that will cover a whole lot of water. Uh, Kalen's four-inch grub is a, a phenomenal bait for, for just catching fish in the in the saltwater in the Caribbean. So anything bright and flashy and anything that imitates a, a smaller bait fish is 
is going to put some fish in the boat for you. You said a, a, a Dave, get... four inch grub? Yes, sir. And I like it in chartreuse and pearl. All right. All right, hey, Jim, Dave, I get I'll be back. back in touch with you. Yeah, let's go, go fishing, Jim. Let's go fishing. I was just getting ready to tell you, I'll get with you on that. Now, I was out of town uh, when you wanted to do the pro- uh, podcast, so I'll get you on that as well. Okay, partner? Take care, buddy. Yes, sir. You as well. All right, folks, we got to go to break here. Coming back from break, we're going to be talking some crappie fishing and uh, bass fishing as well. So we're kind of covering a lot of ground tonight because tis the season, as I like to say. So stick with us. Uh, the break is presented by Mallfield Properties Park Realty. Check out all their listings at mophartrealty.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.